last time on Almost Heroes. Shortly after the battle subsided, we got our rest, woke up the next day. We had a lot of things we needed to accomplish. Um, Glenn went and met his buddy Pops and got a bunch of items identified. We found out that one of the items that we took from Luthor is potentially a key. And Cosmo, on his, on his good boy game, he found a place for most of the refugees who wanted to stay in town. Uh, but Cosmo, Glenn, and Rangram came up with a plan uh, not only to franchise DOS Dogs, which is a brilliant idea, but also to get the underpeeps to a, a new safe home. The group has decided to cast off towards Whitport, hopefully finding a nice little sanctuary for our friends. I think I got the plot points. You had another connection with that coin where you saw another scene where there was something shambling around and repeating that they wanted to find the Tattered Lord. And that kind of led you to where we'll pick up today with episode 16, Fly By Night. You were waiting for dusk so that you could get the Underdark denizens, like the residents of the Underdark that have now come to the surface, uh, to be able to transport them towards Whitport uh, and hope that Cedric will be able to take them in. Uh, But of course, being of the Underdark, they really can only travel by night. So you are starting the first part of, first leg of your journey here. uh, And you'll essentially be doing kind of a a nocturnal uh, transport of these people to Whitport is kind of the plan currently. I think we left off. Glenn was holding the mask, just kind of looking at it, waiting for Cosmo to show up with the refugees. Yeah, get all the carts ready. Um, yeah, I think I think that you were all just kind of going over anything you wanted to do before and prepare before heading out of town and that, kind of collecting the refugees. I think the refugees are probably going to be all around their encampment, unless you have them go somewhere else. No, yeah, that's that's fine. So then, what we'll do is uh, Cosmo will wander back over and uh visit zagu again so uh we could kind of start there um cosmo would approach the uh encampment tent tent uh what do i see yeah so this time when you're going to the encampment tents unlike when it was uh light outside where they're all kind of hiding in their tents and in the homes that they'd kind of been rented or lent in you know, in the short term, uh, there's a lot more activity and there's, there's people milling about kind of in the dark, uh, for them, it probably isn't as dark as it, uh, might see, although you have dark vision, so it's, you have the same kind of vision as them essentially, but some of them have even better and improved dark vision and whatnot, but, uh, they're all kind of, uh, wandering around, meandering around. And, uh, after a little bit of kind of like just moving through and looking around, you catch, uh, you catch Zagu's eye and you can see that he's kind of like just, watching as peter uh runs around and uh just is playing like kind of in mm-hmm. on one of the little uh near the tent um uh, hey um what's um what's going on are you uh are you getting ready to head out i i was coming to see uh who was ready to head out i me and me me, me comrades we've rented some carts to uh taxi them to safety uh, yeah, I think that um, anyone that's going to be heading out of town is, I, they're mostly over, and, and he, as he's kind of pointing, you can see that there's this group that is 
kind of huddled and they're they're just looking a little bit out of place, but um, they haven't taken their tents with them, but any of their belongings that they were able to take from the Underdark with them, they have on their, on their back. And it's kind of a ramshackle assortment of creatures, but it's, you know, it's, it's Drow, it's Duger, it's, uh, it's, it's Deep Gnomes. It's a, it's a whole combination of, of folk and mm. of different varying ages. There are some that are very old. There are some that are, are very young. Um, they're, they, they seem to be more in those ranges, though. They don't seem to be a lot of, like, very fighting fit people. They definitely seem to be a little bit more of mm. the uh, infirm. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Well, appreciate it, uh, Zagu. And uh, I'll be back in a few days to check on you. I appreciate it. And thank you again. I'll, I'll do my best to kind of try to fill Joro's shoes as much as I can. I, I, I believe in you. And, uh, I would wander towards the group and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you see a, um, kind of an older, older, uh, drow dark elf, uh, woman steps out and she's, um, she seems like she actually like half of her face is like pretty badly, uh, burned. It doesn't seem like it's by any like fire. It almost seems like more of an acidic uh, scarring and damage, and like half of her hair is actually gone on that side too. But she's she's much older, and as um and she, as you approach, uh, she just kind of steps out and uh, I'll. So where are we? Where are we headed? I well, I'm Cosmo. Don't know, and uh, I will be shuttling you uh, north of here to a town called Whitport. I I know. Air there, and I I think that that will be good safe haven. To be honest, anything's better than than here. So, um, I everyone's ready to go. So just point us to where we need to uh, load up, and uh, we'll make sure that we're all ready. Right. All right. Well, we can just head on up this way. Uh, the carts are ready. We'll get you loaded, and uh, we'll be out of here. Yeah, so uh, as you kind of point out the carts uh, down in, in the little like ring in the, the kind of the center part of the city there just below, um, essentially like the dirt road that kind of ring that goes around in the lowest part of the city before heading up towards the top part of the rim of uh, Tin Town since Tin Town is kind of built into a bowl. Um, they head over there and kind of disperse themselves up and load up their belongings in the carts and uh, just kind of get ready. They don't really have much attachment to this town. It seems like, if anything, they're trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. Do I see Glenn? Do yep. you... Yeah, Glenn would be, um, when the, the group is approaching, um, Glenn had just finished uh, kind of setting a torch on each side of the carts and lighting them, because it's going to be a night travel, and we know that, I mean, I know they can all kind of see in the dark, but um, just you know, safe travel at night. You want, you want some kind of light. Um, but before the group had approached as well, Glenn would have written a letter to Cedric and sent Poe to deliver it. Uh, just a little bit of a heads up. Um, the letter would have read, Hey Cedric, bring in a bunch of under folk. Got anywhere for them to stay. Please send a letter back. Okay. So Pass you would have, just sent that gotcha like yeah at, at any at any point once i realized that we were like starting to make the move so um and then as the group approaches 
kind of wave over to Cosmo. Is Rangram, are you over by us? Yeah, I would be with you guys at the cards at this point, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just wave over to Cosmo and uh, Rangram be like, boys, uh, looks like we're ready to head out of here. Why don't we load everybody up? Should be about, uh, I think we did the math. It's about five to a cart. Um, you guys got anything in mind for maybe who takes the front carts, who takes the back carts? We have any fighters in this group? I mean, I don't think there's going to be huge problems, but last couple of times we took this route, it wasn't necessarily the smoothest. While you all sort that out, Rangram starts drawing symbols in the dirt and put some of his, like, cleric things around it, and I'm going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual. Six. So I don't burn the spell slot. And I'm specifically looking for a magical aura around the face of anyone who's getting on the cards from us. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'll say that you don't. Um, you don't get. There's no like um, spells where like you can see any illusion spells or anything of that sort. You don't see anything like that. You see like small, maybe small like magical treatments on trinkets uh, on a with a couple of the people uh just like sh shiny spots in their in their pant pocket or around their necks uh or in their bags okay. but it's because it would say any item that's magical in nature would i'd be able to like see it yeah you you can see right. small trinkets uh, that are that are lighting up but it's nothing some major. Stuff. and no one no one is like head to toe <laughs> Glenn's uh, glowing like the fourth of july <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you all are lighting up like christmas trees at this point um and actually as you're um as you're casting that spell as you're kind of uh, finishing it up rangrim um you 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 hear someone uh kind of coming up behind you and uh putting a puts a hand on your shoulder and uh when you turn around you see constable hunter um he's kind of panting and he's like oh, i i didn't think i was going to catch you all i I should have given you this earlier. And he kind of like puts, he kind of like takes your hand and uh, puts this uh, small, like some, you feel something small and metal in it. Uh, and then when he pulls his hand away, you see that it is actually um, a, a symbol or a sigil that that's made out of silver that you've seen on his uh, like cloak before. And it's a, the actual, like his constable's sigil. And then he, you know, and then he kind of pulls out of his pocket. He gives you a rolled up parchment, and just says, "This, um, I want to make sure that you don't have any problems when you all are traveling. This is kind of an unorthodox uh, group of people, and I just want to make sure that you're not bothered. No one, no one troubles you. And I also want to just give you this sigil of mine. Uh, this is a, a sigil that is only." that only constables have. And so by having this combination of this endorsement that I've written, as well as having my symbol, uh, you'll be able to pass, hopefully, without issue. Uh, there are also some slight magical capabilities to this symbol that only constables are generally uh, able to use. So what this will do is It'll enhance, and this might sound a little strange, but it'll actually enhance your sense of smell and give you a, allow you to just kind of follow your nose in a little bit more of a visual sense uh, than you normally would be able to. And I don't know if it's going to be of any help to you, but if in the very least, it'll hopefully allow you to pass safely. And I think that you've earned that. Well, thank you, Constable. 
And Ringham just sticks out his hand holding the sigil and the other to shake his hand. Again, yeah. giving him the hand with the mark on it. Yeah, he uh, kind of double hand, uh, double hand shakes you and just goes, I wish you all the best of luck. And he just kind of uh, just steps back and lets you all load up and just kind of seems to be watching. Well then, uh, Rangrim, is you ready? Uh, ready as ever. And he takes the sigil and would put it in one of the pouches on. He still wears his apron, his Smith's apron over uh, his right, well, sigil and the parchment in it. Rangrim, can, can you take the... Will you see it on the front cart with... Yeah, I'm pretty... Uh, you're gonna need some good eyes on this, and we all know that I'm, um, I'm good at that, uh, those well, things. Well, I actually just forgot that you only have one good eye now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. This was the good eye. Oh, all right. Well, then, you can still have the front cart. I uh, uh, see so you guys, like, stumbling through as Glenn walks up and kind of, like, pats Cosmo on the shoulders, like, yeah, I'll uh, take second watch with him, too. I'll, I'll accompany you up uh, front. Uh, all right, that sounds good. I'll uh, bring up the rear, and uh, we'll be on our way then. As you're you're leading this procession and this caravan out of town, um, you, you're kind of like a couple things strike you, Glenn. Um, you notice that Pops's shop is much more active than you have seen it in the past. Like smoke is just billowing from it, and it is making more grinding gear noises than you have ever seen. Like. Clearly, whatever's going on there, it is like he is hard at work or something is is definitely being made or going on currently. Um, and then kind of as you're as you're leaving town, like Rangram, you can see that um, you kind of catch uh, like the, the shape of someone watching you from like up towards the Iron Woman. And like you can kind of just see the like the uh, line of what you assume to be Madge waving to you and just kind of saying goodbye. Um, and just as you're leaving the town, like, it's it's kind of like it's strange because there's usually so much activity in this town and so many noises of industry and the mine and all these things going all the time and it's just quiet like it's really kind of unsettlingly quiet and it just like as you're leaving it just kind of gives you this feeling of like a little bit of foreboding in a way that like you're maybe not normally left with when you're leaving town but um yeah you make it out of tin town and you are kind of like as you're out on the road and you get onto the the top rim of the town and leave it behind you, it quickly disappears kind of into the trees and uh, you are just kind of on the road in the darkness. Uh, as we're kind of like starting the trail, um, I imagine Rangham's like sitting center front, driving the, the cart and I'm kind of sitting, maybe a refugee is in our cart, not really sure, but kind of lean over to Rang and uh hey but uh I want to apologize for earlier this morning I know I put a bunch of threats out towards you know so many whole deer but I hope you understand where this is coming from this isn't a hostility to you or your people but I can't let stuff like that slide it's just it's just not allowed it's not your fault it's mine that's uh, your honor. I think I've, um, I'm finding mine again. You think I you only lost? ask that, um, 
if it comes to that and she needs to die I should be the one to deliver that final blow I mean I'll I'll pull my punch as much as I can but uh, I mean she has her. been she has been jumping you in alleys and whatnot catching you with your pants down for <laughs> sneaky elf and things so I mean that's the the crazy part is I, I don't wear pants and she's been applying them and then dropping them and then attacking me. It's been unreal. She is my daughter. And yeah, that's actually true. I've also seen you with your pants down and removing other people's pants. There is a pants theme in your family. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, traditions and whatnot. What was uh, what was her mother like? Uh, she was awful. Oh, it sounds healthy. Good. Um, yep. My my family was a different breed and we tried to fold her in and she was having none of it. What do you mean by different breed? Like like actual breed? Like species? No, um we didn't worship the same as the rest of the Grey Dwarfs. We still followed Mordrin. Which we were heretics for it. Oh, that was and a I tough thought, day. I thought she would be willing to cast away the greed and hate of the rest of the Durgar, but um, she wasn't. And uh, then she died in childbirth. And um, that one kind of sorted itself out, didn't it? I, I suppose you dodged a bullet on that one. I mean, I don't know if there's alimony in this world, but I imagine that would have been a hell of a price to pay keeping her around too, but... She wasn't gonna, like, tell anyone about us. She just wasn't very pleasant once she found out about it. I mean, as pleasant as great wolf women are, not so much. Believe it or not, my daughter, Reggie, Regalia, is actually quite pleasant. You just haven't seen that uh, bother with the stabbing and all that name Reggie's uh it's a good one I might use that later we uh you, you mentioned that you followed Morden do you do you still I mean you know he's gone right yeah I, saw, I was still pray to him and anybody answer back um unfortunately and he just waves at him like uh I mean I guess it's a it's a god you can touch, right? How's that work? I think they I call that touch. god touch. Touched by an angel. <laughs> Here comes Roma Downey, guys. Oh god. <laughs> I'm so lost. Yeah, um. yeah, it's um. I liked it before. It, it's this is uh. Not my favorite. Not like, 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 I see him in my dreams and he tells me all sorts of awful stuff he's going to do to me or I'm coming and all this. And not like you just like dancing in, in the foyer with your God. And like, I mean, we see you. me and Cosmo don't talk about it, but we see it happening. You wait, you can, you can see that. Can you see them? Cause I didn't well, even know Chandra uh, was really real. I just like was 
given that person to follow and told to you know honor this tradition i, just I mean it was, like, i can hear you doing it and i can see you doing it and you're talking to someone they wouldn't be able to see Shandrell. it would only be you i mean unless that's just like an act you're putting on but i don't think you're that good of an actor normally I, I mean, we, we we use Cosmo for that one. He he, he buries the lead all the time, but uh, I appreciate you, I guess, kind of keeping that one on the DL and not really harassing me as much in the open, but I still feel like it comes on pretty thick every once in a while. But, you know, back to your missing God, where are you getting your powers from, man? I mean, I, I met a lot of people of your kind who, who draw straight from the source and uh, I've seen the powers that you have. I've seen the impact that you have, but... Well, it was Mordrin. And then when I left the Underdark and I prayed to Mordrin again, something answered. Whatever this guy is. Uh, well, I guess... Uh, th think that guy? Is that the same guy that's been chasing us and trying to kill everything? Because... That's also the same thing that came up from the ground and has your daughter. I don't know if you necessarily want to be using that power. Um, I mean, if you want, I could just, you know, like sit in the cart and like maybe not use magic or like make you guys cool stuff. If you want, I could do that too. Well, I guess since you are offering to make me something... Would you be willing to maybe spend some more time, give me a nice little inscription like this uh, this tiger that you did, and I just pull out the, the double-bladed. Like Maybe when we get some time and I'm like kind of petting it and making it feel like extra smooth and polished, it'd like, uh, be nice to have you know, something to reflect maybe the next victory. Again, your daughter keeps getting the drop on me. but You want me to carve you kill my daughter and your sword? I mean, like, it doesn't have to be the action of killing. Maybe just, like, her head on, like, on the... Like, it could be, like, the, her head on the double-bladed scimitar. It's, like, this, like, double scimitarception kind of thing. It's just Glenn standing on top of Regalia's body going like this. <laughs> but, you know, like, 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 boost the muscles. Like, there's not a lot there, but, like, you know... Put, well, the, put the dress in, lose the muscles, add the dress. It's okay. Yes. <clears throat> muscles go boop. Well... You do know I like inscribing stuff on that, so I'm gonna do just that. I'm concerned what I'm gonna get on the next one, so maybe I'll wait a couple days before I actually hand it over to you to do something. That would be fair. I uh, I hope we find out whatever is giving you your power, and I hope it's not as terrifying as what I currently think is giving you your power. Yeah, me too. Oh, Constable just gave me this thing. And he holds him the Constable symbol. And... It's, he says it's going to help me smell things. Ingram immediately just starts sniffing the air. Do I smell anything strange? Yes. Okay. So, um. That's awesome. Yeah. So I need you to make a perception. Just roll me a perception with advantage. Ooh. I knew you were going to ask that. Woof. Um. Woof. With advantage, that's a 12. Oh my gosh. And you have pretty good perception, don't you? I have a plus seven. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I rolled yeah, a five so, and a one. <laughs> so I'll say that um, you, uh, you kind of like 
you 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 like through this perception you try like kind of tapping into this symbol and uh you like the symbol kind of like glows for a second with this like kind of red light um where around where the like the imperial coat of arms is or the symbol for the constable uh rank and uh as you do that it kind of just like flashes red and then you kind of like you can smell more than you've ever been able to smell like bloodhound status with with what is like going on in like you it just kind of like it's like this new sense awakened and as you open your eyes because it kind of like kind of takes you off guard you can almost see that there's like you can see a line of like red vapor like this cloud of red vapor kind of trailing down the trail and you can tell that like there were different kinds of merchants that were transporting different goods and you can actually tell which like which goods were like, you can tell that there was bread and that there was meat and that there was fish coming from uh whitport and the, all these different things that you would not have ever been able to tell otherwise and uh it doesn't help you much right now uh but the the fact that you can access this this new like heightened sense uh is is definitely something that's new and hopefully could be useful Oh, I, I can smell everything. There's bread that came to Whipport three days ago. I can smell Cosmo hasn't showered longer than I haven't showered. You, yeah, you imagine a line, that? A line coming off Cosmo as you're traveling behind him. That's not true. <laughs> oh, no, it is true. I took a bath in, the, in at Luther's. I, I'm, I'm actually amazed that you uh, you chose to even get in that bath. I've, I've seen you just kind of funk up a place. It's it's nice. I, I like to think what, I'm rubbing off you, on you a little you, bit. Are you wearing a perfume? I mean, it's it's more of a, a, a cologne. It's it, you can pick it up in some small towns, but they don't really make it in Tin Town. It's a uh, it's foreign. It smells floral. Again, it's, it's is boring. this weird? But you smell good. See, it's doing its job. Do you? Can you tell me? Is it rose water? I haven't decided the flower, but now I will <laughs> okay. come up with one. Okay, cool, awesome. That's so good. Um, I need to come up with a Glen scent. <laughs> not a not a and D thing. I thought I had to do in this lifetime. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean. You know this road. You've traveled this road before, and uh, it is. It will. By the time that you get about halfway, you're. You know that you're going to have to camp, and you've camped in the same spot um, in the past where there was that copse of trees, the the old campsite where you fought those uh, tattered soldiers. The first time you encountered the tattered lord at all, the name, uh, and then when you came back from Whitport last time, you went back to that clearing, fought the owlbear, and you found that the bodies had decomposed into almost powder at that point, uh, at an accelerated rate. Um, so as you're, as you're traveling, you're, I just, can you guys all roll me perception checks? Uh, also, Rangram, I think yours all already can be riding with the other one, the other perception. Would Poe have come back yet with a response from Cedric? Uh, for at that no. halfway point. No, you aren't actually at the halfway point yet. I'm just, this is about halfway to the halfway point at this point. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I got an 18. Wait, 16. Okay. What'd you get, Cosmo? 
I got an 11. Okay. I'm rolling perception with advantage because of the earwig, right? Uh, yes, because it'd be based on hearing. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you you kind of are riding along, and though your group is making a good amount of noise with all the clattering of the wagon wheels on kind of the stone road, um, you don't hear anything out of the ordinary, and it's a pretty uneventful trip until you start getting to the halfway point. And as you're getting closer to that, uh, you're starting to kind of see something that's a little bit different. And as the sun is is starting to, like, you're, it's starting to become, like, getting closer to dawn and that kind of color is coming up over the, uh, the edge of the horizon and behind, actually, because it, the way the road works is that there's an, a kind of a clearing on your right-hand side when you're traveling towards Whitport, and that's the quiet lands. And then you have a forest that is between you and the Von Hurst Walk. And that's where you're at right now. And that forest is pretty dense and pretty large. Uh, it, it's, it spans a pretty de a decent area, and it's a, it's immensely dense and dark in there. Um, and as you're getting closer to this midway point that you have interacted with twice now in two different circumstances, you kind of, for a second, lose sight of where you're at because you don't remember this giant copse, copse of massive trees that are about three times the height of all the trees around them. Uh, in this area that you have stayed before. And it's not immediately recognizable, uh, but you kind of put it together with the timing and where you're at, and you're like, okay, that shouldn't be there. Wait, uh, so the place that we stayed before is now just super tall trees? Absolutely overgrown to the point <laughs> of ridiculousness. It's about three, so they're about three times the, the height in probably a, uh, a 50 to, uh, probably a 50 to 100 foot uh, like radius. Are they the same kind of trees? Can I tell? They they seem to be the same kind of indigenous trees at, as if they just like downed every bag of miracle Grow that exists in the world. <laughs> That's crazy. Tight, 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 tight. Uh, okay, so like as we kind of get close to that or like as, as Glenn notices it, um, He's gonna pull the torch from next to him and just kind of like flag down to like slow down and mm -hmm. like kind of like, man, Graham, we need to, we might need to have a quick conversation real quick. Just slow, slow down. And I'm like just kind of flagging to wave everybody down. And uh, I hop out and start making my way like as I'm passing people, I'm like, ah, it's nothing to worry about. You know, gotta change a tire. We'll, you know, get, get some sleep in a minute. Don't worry about it. And I make it to Cosmo. I'm like, uh, so remember those funny laughing fellas with all their pants around their ankles? Right, well, put his own head off. How could I forget? Yeah, so apparently their body was just absolutely packed full of fertilizer because there's about, there's gigantic trees where we left those bodies before. And I mean, the path seems safe and all, but I've I've messed with some druids in the past and generally if they're going to do something like this it means they don't want us near it and that would be best case scenario worst case scenario it's not druids and i don't even know what the hell we're going to run into wait 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 i druids i thought this was because of the tattered lord not because of... maybe he's a angry druid i i don't know i've never seen trees grow like this minus a, a good friend from the old days and 
he was uh, a bit of a hermit, but this seems different. Do you maybe want to kind of take up the helm? I can keep watching back here, but we might need some of that old. Well, maybe we just somebody. This one. Maybe. Well, what if somebody walks ahead? Ah, oh, man, that is so so kind of you to volunteer. I'll I'll take up the back, and uh, you go ahead and just. Uh, forge ahead. I think uh, Rangrim's got the cart under control, and uh... Rangrim is at the tree line, and he's smelling one of the trees, <laughs> and he just shouts back, oh, "Guys, I don't think these were here before." <laughs> like really getting in there because he's this is a, this is a new thing for him. What's what's Rangrim just smells what's, everything. Glenn, Glenn, what's with Rangrim sniffing? <laughs> Uh, apparently I Constable... I forgot that Cosmo has no idea what's going on. I'm just sniffing trees. Apparently Constable <laughs> gave him something, and now he likes to smell things. I don't... He... I, I don't know. Well, I haven't showered in, like, weeks. Is he gonna, like... What? What then? Oh. Oh, he knows. Oh, shoot. He knows. Yes, the kids. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys take the, take the helm on this one and... To your, uh, to your dwarven tree thing. I'm going to hang out back I'm here. I'm a dwarven tree. We live on the ground. We don't I don't really trees. know what you guys. Right. Uh, well, the famous tree dwarves. Right. Well, I'm a hill dwarf. We don't have trees. There's, them's is the forest dwarf. Always? Oh, you're right. Right. Killed a couple of those, but that's neither here nor there. I, I feel like we're going to have to maybe have a conversation with someone right. who's maybe a little more powerful than we want to take on. Why don't you uh, hop up to the front and I'll, I'll make sure the group's okay. Right, well, I'll I'll walk ahead and uh, see what happens then. Glenn stays like 30 feet back and is kind of uh, like sneaking from cart to cart just to see what happens. To be close, uh, but like, don't want people to know. So, are you all heading towards the trees or are you going bypassing them completely? I think Rangram's in the trees. So, so Rangram, you're- at the tree line. I wouldn't be like in the thick of it. I just would have like, where I realized our campsite was previously, like these were yeah. here before. So, like smelling a tree. Slow down the site. How how far? So we stopped, right? Mm -hmm. We're on the road. The trees mm -hmm. are on the like right up next to the road. They're they're a little bit in. So you found a clearing that was probably about thirty feet into the woods. Right. Um, in the past and so like there's there was little pathways that led to it it was definitely an overgrown campsite when you originally encountered it with like moldy old tents right um so it's, you're a little bit you're a little bit bad you know, you'd have to walk into it um but i mean it's these trees are monstrous uh so they're they're very like you feel like you're looking straight i mean think redwoods right uh, when you're looking straight up at these things uh next to essentially pond like regular ponderosa pines is what you're looking well at. guys we're just looking to walk by this thing right we're not Really gonna go over there, are we? Rangram, you're looking up in the you're you're kind of like smelling this tree and then you just like hear this like soft tweeting. Uh and you look up and there's this just kind of like a light blue smaller bird. And it's kind of looking at you and tweeting and kind of twitching its head from side to side and just looking at you. And just like a branch maybe uh maybe ten feet up. Um Can I insight check the bird? I smell the bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have roll an insight check. Like, I just want, does the bird look sketchy? Uh, roll me a nature check, actually. I think that's probably a better fit to see if it's not natural. Nature? I have a big old zero to that, so that's going to be a natural 11. 
Okay. Um, I guess, so justify insight for me then. You're just trying to see if it's sketchy, if it's acting out of the ordinary? Well, more or less trying to determine, does it, like, should this bird be out at night? And, like, it's making eye contact with me? <laughs> yeah, the prolonged eye contact is kind of what's throwing you off. It, it's, it's becoming a little bit more dawn, and as you can kind of see, like, you look back at the carts, the, some of the, the people are, uh, the Underdark uh, folk are starting to, like, cover their faces a little bit. It's becoming a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I was you're lucky say, enough wow. to have your monocle, but... While Glynn was, like, kind of following uh, Cosmo to the front, he's, like, kind of tucking in all the mm -hmm. underdark people like kind of like closing the canopy over them so they have nice. like a they're under the covers quite literally but also it just looks like the the it's just like a flat cart like it doesn't look like there's really anything in there so they can like oh be under the so they're just all laying cover. down in the back like human sausage they're like yeah, I mean, sardines <laughs> they're basically sardines <laughs> but yeah they're okay. like i imagine daytime is sleepy time or at least it hurts so i'm just like yeah as I'm coming kind of through, it's like, I'll oh, put your head down. It's like tuck them in and then keep walking. And then I'm up front with wherever Cosmo is. I mean, you've been traveling for about uh, eight hours at this point. So it's, I mean, or not eight hours, um, essentially like almost, almost 12 hours. Like it's, it's coming up on the time. Well, I guess it wouldn't be 12 hours. Anyway, it's, it's been a, a good extended period of time to, uh, it, it was dark. It was getting, it was dusk and now it is getting to dawn. So that's, that's where we're at. So a little okay. bit more loose ended there but um rangram yeah you uh you you do feel like this is a little bit strange for a bird to be making pro prolonged eye contact with you uh and it's also like it's the bluest bird you've ever seen and i kind of as you're looking at it more you realize that its eyes are also like this piercing blue color and it, it's just it's just looking at you uh uh a uh, hey, glenn Cosmo, you ever see one of these before? Have I ever seen one of those before? Uh, nature check. Glenn. Keep reaching for a d20 that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you unmade it. Glenn, he's gonna have to stop sniffing at birds. If he's gonna <laughs> just keep... He's... This new thing... He's gonna be... You can't I, take I'll him in the public if he's just going to be sniffing up on everybody and just calling him out on the trash. He can be our seeing eye dwarf. I don't know. Like, but, well, just smell things and get us places. Well, now he's freaking out at the birds. Like, he bought you. Next thing you know, you just. I we, mean, in his defense, he might not have ever seen a bird. We don't know how long he's really been up here, right? Well. What do I've you seen this... birds before. You had, a, you had that bird for a while, and then it was a hamster, and now it's a bird again. Right, well, just... Oh, you noticed that. That's nice. have, you, have you ever seen that bird before, Glenn? Just tell him. Uh, with a 10, I'm going to guess I have not. Uh, no. I, 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 think that, uh, I think that you don't know whether or not it's because you haven't... It doesn't exist or because you just haven't seen it, but you, you definitely have not seen uh, this particular kind of small bird before and you said it was 10 feet away it's about 10 feet up in the in the tree yeah it's just a, on a branch kind of uh, i guess i'm just being paranoid and rangram just goes back to the car <laughs> it's like well uh i mean rangram you might be onto something i cast mage hand i try to grab the bird from 10 feet okay uh so Guns. as you uh yeah go for uh roll me a sleight of hand is that, is that a, okay i was like is that an attack roll with 
Okay, oh, roll for hand. initiative. Yeah. I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> Fight the forest. Uh, 36 redwoods. 17 plus 8. That's a 25 to grab a bird. Okay, so uh, your mage hand jumps uh, jumps into the air and it, or flies towards his bird and uh, it tries to fly off, uh, kind of lifts off the branch and you grab it. And then as you grab it, um, what's I believe that the mage hand can only hold 10 pounds of force, correct? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so as it's holding onto this bird and lifting it towards you, uh, the bird seems to kind of swell and expand and then you see this figure that kind of does like a, a almost like a somersault in air and then lands uh but doesn't land they're sitting cross-legged floating in the air before you and what you see is a that's sick it is a this figure that is made of this like all light blue skin they have light blue flowing hair and they have these like light blue piercing eyes exactly like the bird had and they're wearing these kind of (laughs) yes it's it's (laughs) absolutely centric no but they're they're wearing these like long flowing like linen uh, linen clothing and they're just kind of floating in the air uh just uh kind of cross-legged and uh, i i told you boys always a druid well, it, I didn't. I, I wave with the mage hand directly in front of its face. Like I just tried <laughs> to grab it. And I'm just like waving like this now. I was just being paranoid. You guys can handle that one. Well, didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I just like uh, it's just sitting there in the open air. Uh, yeah, and it, strangely enough, her her hair seems to be blowing almost like there's wind that doesn't exist. Uh, she just it's just kind of like she's just slowly hovering in the air and. Uh, she starts, begins speaking in this voice that is, it's like breathy, but also like slightly echoey. Like there's a slight reverb on it. And she what, says, what race is she? Uh, roll me a history check, actually. Or would it be nature? You can, if you want to make a, I don't know. Uh, you may not have encountered this race before. It doesn't Sounds matter. It's like a fake creature that's going to murder us. It's uh, it's a sixteen. It's, uh, sixteen. You said, you said nature. Uh, nature. Yeah, nature would be fine, or history, whichever uh, one. They're both the same for me. So sixteen. Okay. So with a sixteen, uh, you have not encountered this race before, but you've read about them and you've heard about them, and you would know that this is a genasi, uh, and the fact that they're floating in the air, you know that the genasi are descendants of the jinn or the genies and so the fact that they're floating in the air leads you to believe this is probably an air genasi i still like mage hands like maybe five feet from her face at the most but it's like wait like hey nice to meet you um so is she, this she your had... nice uh big old forest you made here is uh kind of a nice campsite we were planning on using but looks like you're using it now I, I, I do not, I do not use, use the forest, the forest. I, I simply exist alongside, exist alongside it, but, but I, I am always happy, happy to, to have, have newcomers, newcomers to, to enjoy it with, enjoy me, as with well. me as well. You have sure existed the hell out of this forest. I am impressed. Uh, I think we're actually going to head into town. Um, last time we stayed at this campground, it, it didn't actually go so well. We we're going to warn you, but again, the giant 
trees make us think that you kind of have a handle on that situation. I have, I have um, um, I've been, I've spending, been spending my time, time cleansing, cleansing this, this part of the forest, forest from, from the, the necromantic, necromantic evil, energies evil energies that had pervaded, pervaded it. it. Um, um, it seems as though you have some knowledge of this. I hit Cosmo in the arms like, ah, I met the laughing guys. Yeah, we, we, we ran into whatever the hell they are. It's, uh, Cosmo, how would you even describe that? Well, they... Didn't something happen to their eyes? I mean, their necks, their arms. I think Rangram like impaled one of their chests. Like, well, a lot of things happened. They, well, they certainly seem to lose control of their bodies. They are Jack. not of their mind, and uh, they offer this cackling laugh. And when you try to uh, do anything, I was trying to help one. He cut his own head off. That's a good point. Yeah, we uh we were into a weird situation where they were more interested in killing themselves than us, which was kind of weird. Is that what you mean? She's just kind of like the entire time you guys are just rambling off this absolute nonsense. She's just kind of tilts her head just like the bird was doing earlier. I do not know of these guys, guys that you speak, that you speak of, of, but, but, but the, the, the energies the energy from, from the... the Whatever, Whatever magic, magic had pervaded them, them had, had sickened, sickened this part of the forest. Of the forest. I, have I have cleansed it with my, with my trees. My trees, my trees have, have absorbed, absorbed their evil, their evil energies, energies and have turned, turned them into, them into energy, energy that, that can be used, can be used by, by good, good, goodly creatures. Well, that energy that you speak of is uh, one that we would like to rid the world of. Uh, do you know anything about it? Or maybe how to find more of it? Why would you Why want to find, find more necromantic, necromantic energy? energy? To, Do exactly what you're doing. To dispel it? I, 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 work, I for work for the planet, the planet itself, itself and for the plane, plane too. Uh, I, I, I do not, I do not burden, burden myself with the, with the uh, comings and goings, and goings of, of those uh, of mortals and those, those of the, uh, the day-to-day. -day. I, I work for the planet itself. You wouldn't be a captain, would you? Are you a captain or maybe a sergeant? Probably a captain. Uh, she seems to kind of just like lose uh, lose interest of what you're talking about and is just kind of like now like looking up and is just watching the sun uh, come up over the uh, over the edge of the uh, and then she's like she's she's still floating and she seems to be kind of just like floating a little bit higher, but she just is watching the sun at this point uh, come like kind of start cresting over the hill. Or the uh, trees. Well, listen, you seem very disinterested in what we have to say. I mean, we was just trying... You asked us to question. We was just trying to answer. I would love, I would to, love answer to answer your questions. Your questions. Um, um, would you like, would you like to, to see what, see I've, what done? I've done? See my works? See my works? Inside check. Uh, yeah, go for it. Does she seem evil as fuck? Uh, natural 17. I don't, don't know if I have a bonus to insight. I check. Ooh, a dirty 20. She seems like she doesn't care about what you do, um, but she is very proud of the, essentially, the situation that this campsite finds itself in now uh, is, uh, like, com compared to what it was before. So she's she's... She seems happy to show off her works, uh, but doesn't seem to really care whether or not you do go and see them or not. 
uh glenn kind of like after kind of interpreting that looks up and goes uh i'm sorry i don't i don't think we ever caught your name what was what was your name miss my name is floating leaf to my friends and breaking branch to my enemies and what should we call you for now for now floating leaf like the way you talk well uh floating leaf very very kind to meet you we uh i'm not sure if you saw but we have a, a small caravan that needs to make itself to safety uh i'm sure you can appreciate that uh you're gonna you're gonna be here a while maybe we can swing back through and kind of see if we can't maybe get an understanding of how you you were able to cleanse that necrotic or necromantic evil and maybe work together yeah, up high whiskey and bind and that. Tap, tap, love. Um, yeah, she uh, she kind of like as you're as you're talking to her, she seems to kind of like her eyes are pulled to the um, the carts and it seems as seems though as you though are. You are I'm, sensing I'm sensing multitudes, multitudes of, of, of of life energies, life energies from, from your, your caravan, caravan, though I cannot, though I see, cannot them. see them. Are you? Are you what is your what purpose is your here? Purpose? Well, we as a caravanning, we have many children and elderly. We're taxiing them from in town just down the way, up the road to uh, Whitport. Are they in peril? We are trying to get them to safety. Yes. Are you, are you so, to so to understand, understand you correctly, correctly, you are looking, you are looking for, refuge for refuge for these, for these, these creatures. creatures. They, um... They, um I sense, I sense from them from that they have they a have different, different energy, energy than those, than those on, the on the surface. They, they, they darker, darker uh, uh, deeper, deeper, more old, more, more ancient, more ancient uh, power, power, power. Yes, they, um, many of them, I do not know myself, but uh, most from from the Underdark. Yes. Um, she kind of, she seems to be kind of like, thinking to herself now and is just looking I will home I will them. Home them. I, will I will provide them with refuge. It what? Like forever or just for the night or the day. You, you said that, said you, that you, you seek refuge, refuge for, for these, these people, people, people right, these creatures. Right, right, right. And, and I will home them. them. I will house, I will them. house them. them. I will I provide them with refuge. Well, they... Inside check. Yeah. Do inside check. Damn it. That's uh, a nine to figure out if she's going to eat them. Captain Planet going to eat them. Um, I I think that you're having a hard time reading this person. Uh, this this being, uh, they are They are way more neutral seeming than you have really ever encountered with normal like beings they their 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 um their desires and what they're looking to gain uh don't make sense to you uh, especially not to Clint. well miss uh leaf if i could uh what intention why why would you do such a thing for for us mortals I'm not, I'm not doing, doing it for it you. For you. I'm, I'm doing it, doing it because, because this will help, will help the earth. The earth will, help will help everyone. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me, and I'll, I'll show, show you what, what, what I can what provide, I can provide them. them. Right. Well. And uh, she, she just starts. She turns without even waiting for you. She turns and she just 
literally floating, still cross-legged, uh, is floating down the pathway uh, into the darkness of the trees. I'll follow. You're going to follow? Okay. Uh, Hard fall. Uh, I, I, you die. <laughs> My asthma. It hits. Yeah. Uh, Glenn. Now introducing. Yeah. <laughs> Rasmo. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn looks back and does it look like any of the underdark people are dwelling and are awake or does it look like they all kind of passed out and are hiding in the carts? Um, roll me uh, roll me a perception check. See what we got. Uh, natural or investigation, I guess. Plus six, so 24. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can see that at least three of the carts, there seem to be people peeking, uh, peeking over the edge as if they are wondering why they're stopped and still there. Okay. Uh, just kind of like look over to the the group they're like guys uh we're gonna go talk with our nice friend uh floating leaf she she may have a a quicker end to this trip than we had expected but uh i'd appreciate if everybody just kind of takes it easy get some rest and we'll be back in a little bit uh those driving the carts if you just kind of like pull them off to the side for us and go ahead and hunker down we'll be back soon and i just kind of like help them kind of move the carts off the dead center of the path which i'm guessing is where they are right now and then i mm-hmm. follow the guys in but, but glenn you don't have to come if you don't like you could stay back i know you are like you... to sit these things out oh i mean what is more of a home than an elf in the woods i just want to make sure you were involved cosmo and i just like climb up the nearest tree and start hopping from branch to branch following her little floaty floaty ways uh cosmo definitely has his weapon out okay um yeah that's totally fine she doesn't i mean she's not looking at you and she doesn't seem to be uh like worried about it by any means she doesn't have weapons that you can even see at all um it's the forest the forest <laughs> weapon. uh rangram what are you doing uh rangram is following cosmo but like monocle on like looking at everything and now just like like smelling <laughs> everything like oh there's a whirlwind of senses happening for him right now dude nothing <laughs> smells better than the redwood forest though if you haven't been it's true so. but he's in a yeah. brand new forest just smelling Freaky. stuff like wow yeah and and you're you're definitely getting that like it it is your sense of smell is is still like it's it's it really is you probably would be smelling everything with the fact that like it is all new to you it's like you're smelling like you're seeing color for the first time through your nose. Um, so as you're, um, as, as you're, you're, you're kind of following her through this forest, Glenn jumping from tree to tree, uh, quickly, Glenn, you get to the point where you cannot, uh, you're, you come to the edge of this, this clearing and you're just looking at these, these trunks of these trees that are absolutely redwood, uh, thickness. I, they're, they're crazy, uh, and, and scale and scale and scope. But the, the thing is they are the same trees and they look the same. They're just of a monstrous scale. Do we, and, uh, do we see any, like, remnants of the campsite? You kind of. When you look closely, you can see that, like, there are, the like, the parts of some of the moldy tents and things of that sort are there, but it looks like the places that these, these people fell, these, these tattered soldiers fell, these trees have grown directly from where those were. And so sometimes they're a little bit closer, sometimes they're farther away, but there are about five trees that are making up this large, like 50 foot radius of 
of massive growth. Uh, and the, uh, I mean, maybe even like Glenn, from your vantage point, you can see like half of a moldy tent, like stuck up in like one of the, <laughs> like the lower branches, like it grew from the ground and was picked up with it. Cool. Um, but, uh, so it looks like it, it looks like it was a violent, like growth of trees ultimately. Like it looked like it just like took everything with it. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and so <laughs> as, um, as a uh, floating leaf, uh, floats herself over to the base of these trees she kind of unfolds her legs and lightly steps onto the ground and just um turns turns back to face you they're They're the powers powers that were were in these these dudes dudes, as you called them them, they they, it was was of extremely extremely necromantic necromantic, uh, uh, and 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 it is it is Relatively, Relatively the antithesis, the antithesis of, what of what it is, it is power, power of death, of death and, and I try to try bring to the power of life to this, this world, world and, and to try to, try to maintain a balance. balance. And, and these, the scale, the scale of these trees, trees what was what was, was necessary, necessary to, to purify that, 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 evil. that evil. And, and as, as you can see, see these are these some of the largest that I have been allowed to create with my druidic magic. The reason, the reason that, that I, I offer, offer to, to house, house these, these these beings that you these these lost souls, souls that you've brought here is, is and I, I, I whether or not whether you not take my offer is completely up to you. But I feel, I feel as, though as though this place, this place to finalize its purification, its purification would be, would to, be bring, to bring there is life here now where there was death to bring a level of. Continued, continued life and, and happiness, happiness that, that, could that could only be done, done by, by beings living, beings living. living. And, and even as, even of, as yet, of yet, the life has not life returned has not to this forest. And as you're kind of like looking around, you're seeing like there's, and you noticed it before when you were here, there's like a literally an absence of any animals. There's nothing that's in this area. Um, and she, she kind of like, and she just like looks back at you and goes, let me, let me show you what show I can offer. And she takes her hand and places it um, kind of, she takes it in a sweeping motion and just places it against the ground. And you see this this bluish green, almost like this sea foam energy kind of shoot from her and it goes down into the ground and kind of illuminates and then goes up into the trees. And you see them start to kind of twist and shape and these, crude openings begin opening up and holes start opening up in the trees themselves and then you see them going up in the parts of the tree that are being pulled out from the centers are almost spiraling around the outside creating walkways and is creating this like very elaborate level of tree sculpting that probably Glenn you're not a wood elf but you would have heard this from like wood elven uh, structures where they, they essentially use nature and druidic magic to create structures within like living structures within trees yeah um, and without w- without hurting the trees themselves they're they're doing it in within the natural order uh and you're like probably all watching this with like a level of like what the fuck you've never seen this kind of magic performed uh and that probably wowed a little bit and in awe of this 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 being that is doing this and, uh, after a kind of short period of time or long period of time, 
it's kind of hard to tell uh, with with kind of a spectacle of this sort. Um, there are these five trees have become this kind of interwoven, uh, almost like kind of tree houses, kind of walkways, but there's these openings and walkways and connections that are going between all these trees. And uh, she, she just kind of like, she seems like this has definitely taken something out of her and she resumes her floating in the air, but she's just looking up at the trees and doesn't say anything. Well, uh, Miss Leaf, uh, I don't really know you. Uh, currently have no reason not to trust you, but, I mean, I suppose if with such a, an amazing offer, uh, I'll leave it up to the people then. And, uh, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. Would you, would you be, would you like to meet them? I certainly. What? Glenn, Glenn scales one of them to like the first set of awnings and just starts building like little mini rope ladders and like just starts like doesn't sound like there were stairs so he's going to start making ways for people to get up while Cosmo goes and gets them. Yeah. All forest mood of Endor at this point. 100%. And that's that's kind of the, the feel you're getting. And like where there's been openings in the trees, they don't like go down. There's no like big holes through the trees. It's like they've hollowed out one section of it. Think of like when the redwoods okay. have been hollowed out to be able to drive through. But then the walkway comes out from that. And then um, so and then it kind of spirals down to another part of the tree. So it's this natural kind of curving from opening in tree to a curving pathway to the to the next one. And the entire thing's like, like the moss is still on this tree. Like the lichen, everything that's growing on it is still natural. The inside is still barked. It's 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 this extremely like it could not be created in any other way but but magic. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, as you're as Glenn is kind of working on this uh, this tree, uh, floating leaf is is kind of just moving around and in, inspecting and. Uh, just doing minor uh, minor adjustments on different uh, different parts of the tree and and it's seeming to like actually create um, like almost waves her hand and like there's fungus growth on this tree and and different things and she seems to be like maybe things that don't make sense to you but to her she seems to be creating some sort of like balancer or uh, doing more work to make this you know to perfect this that you know to whatever perfect means to her. Well, while she's kind of doing that, and Glenn's make little like rope, rope knots, and kind of like hanging them down, it's like uh, floating leaf. All this, this this generosity, it's it's really quite welcoming in in a world so harsh. What uh, is there anything we can do for you? I mean, this type of this type of favor doesn't go unpaid, and and we're aware. What what do you I guess get out of this, or is there is there something we could do to help? You know, such an amazing generosity. Cosmo, I think, would be uh, remiss if he didn't offer some kind of services. I, I as I've as said I've before, said I'm not doing this, doing this for, for you or for anything. The protector, the protector uh, uh, imbues me with power, power to, to help others and to protect those in the natural order, and, order and, and I do that. I do that. Oh, interesting. You, uh, you must have been recently imbued with some power then, about 50 years ago or so. I, I have, have 
Due to my, Due to my lineage, lineage, I have always, always been, been graced with power. power. But, but my ability to, to heal the, heal the planet, planet and to create, create these these this level, level of change and, and impact, impact uh, does come does from, from the, the, the deity known as the protector, the protector the, uh, the, uh, who has, who has been, been graceful, graceful enough and gracious enough, enough to, to imbue me, me with, with this, this and allow me to do so. I've uh, met the protector. He's a hell of a guy. Big, big, angry, angry guy. Did you ever meet him yourself? I have, I have not, not, not. I cannot I say that I have been graced with a meeting. I assume and I aspire, I aspire to, to, to hopefully meet him, him at the end. At the end. Good, good guy. Hell of a hugger. Uh, <laughs> next time I see him, I'll, I'll put in a good word for you. This is really uh, an incredible incredible thing you're doing for some weary travelers who just lost a home to something terrible and for you to do something so generous it really is quite unheard of i am happy to help help and uh happy to bring life back back to where there wasn't by then i'm guessing the people are there uh yeah or we can just keep having you bring them over (laughs) right is that happening or no right so yeah, so Cosmo would get to the people and they were safe. Uh yeah, I mean the other than the ones that have been just ravaged by that owl bear that you guys didn't hear uh attack them all while they were in the carts while they were all sleeping. No, I'm kidding. Uh no, yeah, I you would have to- smelt it. <laughs> we heard the blue bird, but we didn't hear the owl bear. <laughs> only right. if the owl bird had dealt it. That's the only way you would have smelt uh, it. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, so you get back to the carts and, um, you can still see some people peeking over the edge of the carts, but, uh, you're able to, I mean, it is, I mean, it's it's getting pretty bright. Are you moving the carts into the shadow of the trees or are you just kind of having them throw the blanket over themselves and move into the trees? Um, probably be more along the lines of there's something I want you guys to see. It could be a, a place of your own call home have refuge and uh, I'd like for see it and I don't I mean did it seem like it was somewhere that I could pull the carts into you're not wearing a trench coat or anything right because that might put them on edge with that kind of speech hey you want to go look at this (laughs) (laughs) I have something I really want you to see Uh, it's going to change your life okay it's like, uh, do I need to offer him candy? <laughs> like, what are you? Oh no, no, the white van was plenty. Um, <laughs> so no, you, you, uh, I'll say that they, they, they kind of like shield their eyes and they follow you into the woods. Uh, and because it got, as, it got pretty dark fairly quick, right? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. The in within within the tree line, it's it's dark enough. It's it's at least enough where it's not causing them like physical harm for okay. have their eyes open. Um, but yeah, so they, um, as they're walking into the tree line, you can see that just as you were, uh, inspired or awe-inspired when you saw this, like they are absolutely taken aback. Um, not only have they not seen anything like this before, but like maybe outside of like the drow cities and they're like, they're buildings that are built into the stalactites down there and those kind of like under dark dwellings like the massive massive uh civilizations that exist down there uh these things are some of the largest things they've ever seen hmm. 
Well, guys, uh, this is uh, Floating Leaf, and uh, yep, yeah, she has offered to uh, give you guys all safe refuge here and a home in the trees in the dark and cover, and uh, would be would be your own place. Um, floating Leaf, uh, just from kind of floating maybe 15 feet above the ground, kind of over by, uh, with still this like very, I mean, she looks like Dr. Manhattan essentially with this like crazy floating hair. Uh, but so it, I mean, kind of, kind of intimidating a little bit, almost has a, a, a DD kind of scope to her as it is, but, uh, she just looks at them all and opens her arms and kind of bows slightly and says, from the grace, from the grace of, the of the protector, you are welcome, you are welcome to, stay to stay here if you, here wish, if you wish, wish and, and make it your, make own. your own. What did they say? <laughs> um, they what is, kind what of... What each of each and every one of them say? Each to and every one of them. Floating leaf. Who probably <laughs> uh, response. Oh, no, 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 no. Not again. Not Remember, again, there's, guys. there's 30 of them, so if you could... Uh, they all melt and turn to ash uh, immediately, <laughs> as and and then a bunch of trees come out of them. Uh, no, uh, they uh, um, they kind of look at the three of you almost as if like, is this real? Kind of thing. And you see the uh, the dark elf uh, woman who has the, uh, the the burn scars kind of uh, look at you, and uh, if she could give you an insight check, she would absolutely be doing so right now. Just kind of trying to oops to, the three to of which you. Abs absolutely the three of you like uh, she, she's she's just looking like they're looking at you all like what is is this legitimate like this is almost like a is this too good to be true kind of situation do you want me to roll inside against it is that what you're looking oh. no 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 you're just oh. looking for like just what do you say yeah what do you say to them what do you what do you say to quell their uh their fears or whatever or do you, I'm, do you i'm probably gonna stay unless these two give me a reason not to it, you what, you, you say this. Uh, if oh. you don't come with them, we kill your daughter. Are you going to do that anyways? But I probably should be there to make sure you Why know. do you got to, like, absolutely just, like, air dry our problems out to these people? Speaking they... of air dry, Cosmo. Pay you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Rangrim, uh, I'm about to send you back to the cart, or I'm going to put you... Oh, back on a leash. Leash. You said you but, weren't you weren't gonna tell anyone about that. <laughs> See me dance with my god, you make fun of me, but you guys are doing leashes in the rooms on you. <laughs> looks to <laughs> Glenn looks to the stressed out drow and says, uh and says, Hey, I think you've got only so many opportunities on the surface. Uh, this is going to give you the protection from, at least from visuals. I mean, you guys are going to have to do your job to keep it quiet and become a part of this surface world. It's different. It's scary. I'm sure Rangrim can give you guys some pointers on best practices and how to interact with people in a healthy and respectable manner. That's Rangrim's specialty. But uh, I think you can't look a gift like this in the mouth and you've got to you got to take this one and do whatever floating leaf's got for you for the next few days and pray to god you don't become or she hasn't turned to breaking branch uh 
Um, yeah, is there anyone else that's that's doing any kind of uh, convincing? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So with that, um, Folding Leaf doesn't really say anything else. She seems to be distracted again by uh, like this small bug that's on the tree and is just kind of like letting it crawl over her hand at this point. It's just like completely lost interest in whatever's going on. Um, and uh, the 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 Underdark, uh, like the, the people, the refugees who had you had saved from, you know, down underneath the uh, the surface, they kind of they kind of slowly just start m- making their way over and inspecting these these structures and um, like af- kind of through just like over time, just looking at these things and like you can tell that they are. Like they're they're scared for sure. Like they're this is this is not only is this world extremely alien to them, but like they are trained at this point from just bad things happening to them over and over again. That like something good like this happening without it costing them everything is is something that they're not used to. And so though they're not comfortable with it, um, they just like uh, Glenn said, like you know, not looking a gift horse in the mouth. Like they they slowly start to start walking their way up and, and inspecting the structure. And um, after, after a bit of time, you can see that they are, you all are just standing down there as um, most of them have made their way up and are just kind of walking along the, the, like the planks and like they're, they're maybe 20, 30 feet up at this point for some of them and are just inspecting the structure. And uh, you actually, when you look over, uh, you do not see floating leaf anymore and you you are just the three of you are standing down kind of on the floor while these people are uh, just checking the structure out. So, do I see the blue bird anywhere? Uh, do, do a perception check, actually. And I'll give you advantage on it because you've already seen it before. Oh. oh, I got a natural eight and then a natural 20. So, yeah, uh, I'll bunch. say that. I'll say that uh, kind of higher up in the branches, you see this little blue bird and then uh, you see it kind of tilt its head. And then it just kind of flies off above the tree level. As it's flying away, I yell out, Hey, floating leaf. Did you see that tavern known by a free genie? It's called the gin and juice. And it just flies away. Okay, you're not cashing on no. it. It's <laughs> laughter on it. Okay. Um, awesome. I was a little That's concerned really cool. that you were about Does to she literally... respond at all. Uh, no, um, you don't. You don't get anything back, but you uh, you can feel good knowing that it. Uh, you feel like they hurt you. I like to. I like to Cosmo. I'm like she didn't get it. Well, let's be let's be thankful for that because that was a doozy. <laughs> um, before we head out, I want to talk to the the drow, the drow lady with the burn marks. Seems like she's kind of taking charge. Um, yeah. So you, you, I'll let you use that perception check, and you can see that she's she's been setting uh kind of seems like she's been inspecting one of the the levels one of the first levels you went on to when you were kind of setting up those rope ladders and whatnot and uh she seems to have kind of laid her pack and her belongings down and is just kind of sitting with her uh one of her legs kind of over the edge and uh the other one kind of up towards her chest and is just looking down at you as you kind of hail her it's a hell of a hell of a new home right from under the ground to now above the ground. You guys have just completely skipped that land dwelling altogether. I'm impressed. This is absolutely way more uh, 
than I was expecting um, in pretty much every aspect. I have not seen structures of this sort since the uh, the great city of Menzo Baranzan. Ah, good old Menzo with the uh, the craps tables. It's nice. There's a lot of crap there for sure these days. Well, we uh, we're glad you guys have found somewhere nice, but I, I don't think I ever actually made acquaintance. My name's my name's Glenn Yars. Nice to meet you. I extend a hand to shake hers. My name's Kedick. Kedick, it's uh, it's wonderful to meet you. We uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen we've got a little bit of travel bug among the three of us, and we'll be probably passing through town. We hope to you know, make it back one day and see you guys really becoming a part of what it's, what it means to be on the surface. But I want you to, uh, I want you to take those carts. Those are, those are your guys's. We don't, we don't need them anymore. It's too much, too much travel for a group of three, but if I can make a request, there's going to be a, a young man that passes through here in the next few weeks. His name's going to be Doss and he's going to have a plan for those carts, um, as payment for finding you a home and getting you to safety. If you could just, you know, follow his instruction, there's going to be some, some building to his specifications, maybe some painting, uh, but he will not lead you astray. Uh, if you could just go ahead and just consider whatever tasks he needs you to do as payment for us getting you here. We'll call it even. Also don't tell Cosmo and Rangram I said that. I, sure <laughs> well met Kedic and I just shake her hand and I like just hop off just drop okay. down to the guys cool yeah land next to him pat him on the back he's like well boys where to next what, where did you... you couldn't smell him coming <laughs> <laughs> I still don't figure out his things work um so no right well uh I guess that was easy. Uh, do we still go the rest of the way to Whitport, or do we uh, go back? I mean, if you guys really wanted to go talk to Cecil, I mean, we're oh. we're getting close. Actually, say Poe fly as, back. Yes, as you're having this conversation, uh, you see uh, like a, a form, this like dark shape of of Poe swoop down and land on your shoulder as it drops a uh, a rolled parchment into your open hand. I open it and I read it. I, I'm so glad you guys are coming back. I, it, I have I have found so much out. Please I, 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 I have been dying to talk to you. Please I, I get here as fast as you can. Uh, like I'm, I'm reading that and like kind of like Eyes wide a little bit and looks around. Grim's like, uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna go see our boy Cecil. Well, uh, I guess that's that's it. Off we go then. Uh, now we have all these empty carts on the road. What now? Did we buy those? Uh, those were uh, generously donated by yours truly to the the kind folk of this new town that we've set up. We should probably we should probably give this town a, a name. I mean, this is like a it's a homestead. What do you want to call it? Uh, well, that's for another day, I think. Isn't that kind of like their their thing? It's kind of their they, job. They live there. They may not even want it to have a name. Oh, I got one. The Forest Moon of Endor. It's 
not a moon. It is a forest. I, I don't know what Endor is. But it works. Well, let's call it the Lost Life. Can I recommend a name? Well, you're the <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. I just, I had, I literally just thought of a cool name, but Lost Leap is totally good. No, well, let's you, see if Kedic comes up with a name later then. Right. I, I don't care. That's you true. can call it whatever you That's want. True. I just. No, 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 no. You guys have called it Lost, Lost Leap. That is your I'm name. I'm calling it Endor. I'm going to call it Steve. Let's go, I boys. I call it Outdoor. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's uh, leave these cards to them then, shall we? That way we don't have to hold them alone. Um, I'll say you're, you're able to like get them out of the kind of like out of underneath the tree line so that they're at least in the, in the shade and Somewhere like, in. yeah. And you've already told Kedek about the carts. And so that way they're able to, instead of going out into the sun, they're able to like collect the carts and, and put them below the trees in the old encampment. Uh, I hop in the driver's seat. Of okay. our cart. Nice. Is it the or, original? I guess it was on the original cart. You would have you bought a uh, new cart. Yeah. It's the updated model. It's got cup. It's got the cup holders and things. <laughs> have we discussed what's pulling these carts? It these only has horses? two cup holders though, not three. One of us has to hold our cup. Um, what do you want to be pulling this cart? I know what I want to be pulling the cart, but I don't think they have that in our town. So I'm gonna wait. I think before you all had a like kind of a dappled a dappled pony like a dappled That's horse. That's true. Wait, can Regram all... can Regram take the one cart that's pulled by like the the it's like the one mule that they had. Everything else. Oh yeah. Regram's got the one with the mule. It's a little slower. It's, like but it's we, we, we yeah. was only gonna take the one. So I'm you took the mule cart. Own. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're taking two? You two cards? Yeah, Rangram Scott got a like a like a really cute little donkey pulling. Why up. don't? Okay, wait. Do well, we want two carts, or should we just make that the cart? Why don't we just that make it be the cart? Okay, we're no, we're taking that one. You, you're Rangram's like. So when uh, Glenn when Glenn's I going like this to one find, and he's just petting uh, the donkey like, and I, then like I feel like it really closely. There's this like. There's this gorgeous thoroughbred, like this Clydesdale that can like just go like 90 miles per hour. It's got Pegasus wings, and he's like, "I want the dog." It's like it's like I, picking I like carts at the bumper cart, <laughs> and you pick the sick one. I love it. Um, what is it? Uh, what is it? What is the? This is the most important question that we've had all day. What is the donkey's name? Ooh, that's um. <laughs> Do we need to get back to that? Nope. I nope, think we're gonna have... nope. It's gotta be right now. It's got to be right now. Right now. Frederick. Um, <laughs> you guys got to <laughs> before, before I just blurt something out and then it's going to be canon. I yeah. I like the I like the, the I like Make the idea pressure. that like you guys ask Rangram what the name of the pony is or what the name of the donkey is and then he just kind of goes silent. He's just staring and just like and well, then... uh, let's 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 think about this on the the ride, shall we? Everybody in the cart now. Let's go. As I as I like, kind of hear our new donkey friend of my electrum's like, just follow your nose, man. What does he smell like to you? Kind of like Cosmo. That's probably Cosmo. 
Should we name our donkey Cosmo? <laughs> Spelled differently. As, as we're moving. <laughs> we're, we're, we're making our way to Whitport, but yeah, we're deciding the sure. name of this donkey. We'll, we'll at least change something if... I, I Cosmo, I, I got you on this one. Rangram, Jasmo. In, That's in, a good little Jasmo. Never mind, Cosmo. It's it's Jasmo. What? Well, then, cheers. We got Pedro in chat. Pedro. <laughs> oh, Pedro um, the donkey is a, it's like a wonderful name though. Uh, um, how? Uh, yeah, we're 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 on the road. Yeah. So uh, not quickly, yeah, so, but we're moving. So you're <laughs> you're uh, at a very steady and reliable pace you're going down this road um and uh you you didn't like you didn't uh i, I assume that you guys were kind of taking turns uh sleeping through the night time like as you as you were traveling or no you guys just nope. all stayed up okay so I'll take that point of exhaustion uh, yeah at this point you all all would have a point of exhaustion um but you I don't know what the hell that means oh it's bad things <laughs> you're gonna learn today because uh, I would you, definitely not like to take that. It, I mean, I think that it would have been fine for at least one of you to sleep without having to have Perfect. done any checks Dibs. if you want to. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, Rangram and and, uh, and Glenn were having that conversation the entire time, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, uh, you're supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what the donkey's name is. While you're, <laughs> while you're trying to defend the back of the carts, you were just sleeping. <laughs> You're the you're that guy on the back of a tandem bicycle that doesn't pedal. Like, oh, um, yep, I got it. <laughs> if so, I'm gonna do all the lifting, I may as well skip some parts. <laughs> so nice. at at this point, you're um, the three of you are all awake because Cosmo did his sleeping earlier, and the two of you just took your point of exhaustion. Um, but you maybe maybe a couple hours uh, down uh, down the road, um, or actually. A little farther than that, you're almost a couple hours away from Whitport, and so you're you're getting pretty comfortable with the fact that like this is going to be a pretty easy journey. You start seeing about looks like a couple forms that are moving your way towards the road, like down the road, like they're on the road coming to walk yes, towards us. Exactly. Uh, do we recognize hey, them? Rain Grim, can you smell them? Uh, roll me a perception check. For all of you, and then Rangram, I believe, has is it only once per day? I didn't, I don't remember if it's only I don't once know. per day. At this point, you actually, you, you, yeah, I've been smelling everything, but you did actually send me the stat block for this item. <laughs> Everything's, I don't know, it can't be that broken. <laughs> Regardless, I, I, the joke okay. is canon. So you have advantage on on perception checks that rely on on ability checks that rely on smell. But if you want to follow the red vapor, you can only do that once per day. Yeah, so I can actually like follow a, a yeah. direct scent. Okay. So essentially, now Glenn has super hearing. You have super smell, which is oh yeah, we good amazing combo. We have disadvantage on checks, by the way, Dan. Right. So oh, you would be one point of exhaustion, correct? Disadvantage yeah. on all skill checks. So yep. you're even then. No advantage um, on your perception then. I have a. I got a thirteen for. No, twelve. Sorry, twelve on mine. 23 okay. on mine okay um so that makes a lot of sense so glenn um your your hearing isn't picking really much up you can kind of you just hear kind of heavier footfalls um but your you do see both of you would see especially uh rangram but you can see like there is definitely armor 
like kind of like polished armor that's glinting off of some of these figures um, and off the one in the front. And then uh, Rangram, you would be picking up that there is a kind of a, a like, a, <laughs> this is very strange for like the smell, but like there are some of them that smell like very freshly like it's a it's a combination then of of smells that are kind of wafting towards you but some of them are like very cleanly almost like a soap smell and then some of them seem to be a lot more like body odory smells but there's like a, a really kind of like mix which gives you the feeling that there are mo like more than like two people there well i can smell i can smell a couple people cosmo one of them washes better than even the elf does. Well, he just he just puts on a thing, it smells all florally. Cologne. Right. I don't shower. Cologne. He covers himself in flowers. So that's, I'll live with that. That's uh, a good he's... name for the donkey. Cologne. Right. That's, that's good. So, right. I smell like Cologne too. <laughs> Ah, I get it. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, um, so how far are they? Are you continuing down the road towards them? Yeah, how far are they? Okay, so they're they're probably uh, closing within uh, fifty feet at this point. I'm gonna pull um, the dagger that I got from Regalia. I'm gonna keep it like in my sleeve, but it's like kind of hidden, okay. sitting up front. Okay. Uh, and you're just continuing. Oh, I'm driving the cart. Never mind. I can't do that. Never mind. I'm I'm like this. So never mind. Okay. From from fifty I'm feet, really like what do we see? So from fifty feet, um, if you want to roll your perception, Cosmo. Now at this point, sure. It is a fifteen. Okay. Uh, you notice that the person in front. You now can see clearly that there are three figures. Uh, there are two taller figures, uh, and then in the middle, there is a shorter figure that seems to be walking a little bit like more of like a hobble, like a shuffle, like they're impeded in some way. And the person in front is very clearly wearing some sort of imperial garb that is above the rank of soldier, just based on their, their level of uh, mail and armor. And they're walking towards us just on, on foot? Okay. Well, I mean, rolling up to them, like, we stop? Lynn, should we stop and say hello? I was going to say, man, anybody that shiny in the street, you know, is going to get my attention. And I like to start to like slow up Cologne. And like, here, here, girl, easy. And I'm like, easing her up. And I kind of uh -huh. hand over the, the reins to Rangram, like, uh, drive your lady for a little bit. And I'm going to, hop to the side of the cart that is the opposite side of where they walk. So if they're like coming up on this side, yep. I'm going to be to the yep. back side of it. I'm and, not trying and, to hide that I did it. I just went to that side. I'm walking next. Uh, yeah, so as you're as you're doing that, you're noticing too that they're starting to give you more of a wide berth. They're staying pretty far to the opposite side to stay as far away from your cart as possible while not being off the path. Um, and as they're getting closer, you're noticing that there is a very tall, uh, that Glenn you would recognize as a high elf. Uh, they're taller, uh, blonde hair that's pulled back into kind of a tight bun. Um, and they are wearing kind of like 
it's a combination of like chainmail and leather with the like a the half cloak thrown over their shoulder in the kind of like the, the dark purple of the uh, the empire. And the uh, the figure in the middle of them is a dwarf who has is not having a good time. Their their face is very, very bruised and is definitely like broken nose, like blood is coming down a little bit. Their eyes are very swollen. Um, and they're wearing what looks like kind of what the clothing would be underneath armor. Um, it's very, very like, just very sweaty and very dirty um, and they're shackled arms their hands and their legs are shackled and they're kind of walking um, and their mouth is covered and the person behind them is a human uh, who is holding a bow and had it trained on the back of the figure uh, that they're walking but is now uh, has kind of like they're still kind of aiming at the figure but they're looking at all of you and the, the high elf figure approaches and it doesn't approach as they're walking kind of slows down while they're at least 10 feet away. And do I recognize goes, what type of high elf it is? Is it like one of my people or is it a, a it, different? No, it would be, would not be a Valinar. You would know that this is uh, of some other high elf, um, like upbringing different than the okay. Valinar. Not as much of a warring, uh, much more of like civilized kind of, uh, uh, I guess, upbringing from this one seems like. They they, they kind of carry themselves with a, a lofty demeanor. And even though they've been walking down this road, uh, don't look like they've, whether or not their clothing is imbued with some sort of magic to not get dirty, but they don't seem very dirty. They seem very clean. Um, and uh, they just, uh, well, whoop. Uh, oh. Go ahead. You, um, what's your purpose? Um, we, we are just passing through. Don't, uh, what is, uh, what is your purpose on the road today? Well, I mean, we're just passing through as well, but, uh. Are you, uh, are you bringing some sort of trade? Are you headed to Whitport? Maybe. We're headed to, we're headed up the road. Where, where are you headed? I don't think that's any of your concern. Um, my name is Sergeant Ravafel, and uh, this we are transporting this prisoner. But don't but, you worry about it. Don't you? Don't you pay it any mind. Uh, just go about your business. Transporting by foot—that's that's a tad odd, isn't it? It's not my desired way of travel. No, but we need to make. We're not making our way very far. We're headed to. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but we are, we're headed over to Tintown to, uh, to, to house this individual, but. Well, that's actually my town. And, uh. Literally, it's, it's, it's quite literally his town. Well, that's, that's right. My name is Cosmo Stoneheart. I, uh, oversee a mining company in that town. Stoneheart Mining Company. Stoneheart Mining Company. Thank you, gentlemen. Rangrim here for you as well. I've, 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 I apologize, uh, but uh, I've not heard of the the the, uh, the Stoneheart Mining Company. I, I we're we're simply just we're simply just transporting this prisoner. Uh, I uh, we have we have business there, but like I said, we I'm not gonna hold you up anymore. Continue on your way. We uh, and we'll do the same. Well, uh, I just I just had a quick question before you you head out, Sergeant. I mean, you're taking you're taking a dangerous prisoner into our, our my 
my employer's town, we we do we're we're due at least to know why what, what what kind of crime is he committed we have you know i have family there i got a daughter there i don't want to i don't want to risk Pers- that persuasion oh shit or actually deception double shit <laughs> it would be persuasion from cosmo deception from glenn oh you got this glenn guidance <laughs> sure go for it <laughs> Oh That's, wow! Uh, uh, I'll take it. It's not much better. It's an uh, eleven. Oh, my persuasion is so. You're so fucked. It's a twenty-four. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm a t- plus seven. To, that's where I come out strong. Okay, so I, I'll say that um, maybe you're able to produce some sort of proof that you are like some sort of something that you got from the the boulder fist mining company i do still have the seal on there you go so let's say that you're able to show the signet ring and with that they're whether or not they know what it is they they're kind of like okay i don't whatever it it doesn't they they kind of seem to like they're they're just at this point uh the the person in the back of the bow is actually getting a little bit nervous and they're they're seeming to kind of like they're they're kind of like not it has not been drawn on you yet but it's they're definitely kind of looking more at you and looking around like ready for some trouble because they're not used to being stopped on the road and this is like they're outnumbered so they um uh sergeant uh Ravafel just uh listen i i don't know whether or not that's fine the seal it's great we're this this prisoner is not essentially a dangerous prisoner, but they are part of the rebellion in the north, and we are taking them to Constable Hunter, Constable uh, who is in town to investigate and to question them. Uh, I, I, I am simply a sergeant in the Empire. I'm, I am below uh, uh, Constable Hunter in rank. I'm, I'm simply just doing my duty to transport them to the town. I. I don't know whether or not you're telling the truth with your, uh, your yes. level of. You're I, con- Constable Hunter's. Orders. Yes, Constable Chev. Very good I, friends. I'm not. I'm. I'm not under Constable Hunter's orders, but I have been tasked with bringing this because he is uh, one of the best investigators the Empire has. We are. He's going to be questioning this individual um, who, as you can see is a little bit stubborn and kind of as he turns around and like get, gives this, uh, this, this dwarf a, a glare, um, his tone like kind of gets stern there for just a second, which is a simulant of character for them. Um, and, but if you don't mind, we are going to be heading on our way. I assume that if you're going to be heading back to Tin Town, it's, I've been there once. It's not a very small town, nor will I be spending much of my time there because it doesn't really hold the, uh, let's just say level of status or fun that I find uh, enjoyable, but we will be leaving them there. So if you are as close and as powerful in the town as you say, you will right. likely be encountering them, or can talk to Constable Hunter about it in more detail. But with that, good day. We and, recognize. Do we recognize the dwarf? Uh, you do not recognize the dwarf, but the dwarf is absolutely like making pleading eyes at all of you um, as they're walking by through their very, very swollen face. Um, I'll roll an insight check to see if he, or whatever, to see if he's lying to me. Okay, yeah, for sure. Is that what it is, insight? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, hell yeah. It's a 19. 
Uh, awesome. Yeah, you can tell that they are they're they're not lying to you. They they're they were been tasked with they this they've caught this prisoner whether or not they caught it or they were given them or whatever. But they're they're being tasked with something that they think is underneath them, very much beneath them to take this this prisoner on foot to Tin Town to a town that they that clearly they are from a much uh, more lofty level of society in their head, whether or not that's actually true or not. And uh, all they want to do is get this person to uh, Constable Hunter and get the fuck out of there and go back to wherever they deem more worthy of their status. What? Well, sorry, well, just, 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 sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Constable um, Rangroom. Let me in interject for a moment. Um, I'm in good standing with the Constable being a good cons Constable myself. Um, here, take this and uh, just gonna hand them the writ or the piece of paper that Constable Hunter gave them and said, Well, you could take this prisoner into uh custody for you, seeing as this is so beneath you. Um, yeah, so you, I, I assume at this point you've probably broken the seal and read what that that note would have said the endorsement or no. I, Nope. Okay, cool. blind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> roll me. Okay. So roll me. Roll me a persuasion check with advantage on this. Oh my god! It's gonna be like kill on natural sight. twenty. <laughs> oh, yes. Fuck. Natural twenty. Oh, right when I need it. He um he's he <sighs> like looks over at this seal and sees that Constable Hunter's seal is on it and it's unbroken. And then also looks over and sees that uh, the you have the sigil of like, which I believe I think you like. Let's just say you have it visible in some place. Yeah, I would have had it. I had it like pinned on my yep. apron. Yeah. So he proud. sees that and just goes, "I don't. Great, go for it. I uh, let's. That is absolutely take him off. Take him off my hands now. If, if he doesn't get to Constable Hunter, I'm going to be reporting that." Uh, and, um, what are your names? Jeffrey. Breaking, it's, 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 it's B-R-A-K-I-N-G, Breaking Branch. It's, it's a, it's a family name. I know it's weird. Well, you're an odd high elf. I don't think I've seen any of your, where do you hail from? Well, uh, my so name is Cosmo. With a, with a B. Cosmo Stoneheart. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Stoneheart Morning Company. What? That's... I, thank you. Uh, if you need anything, we'll be sure to deliver the prisoner to Constable uh, with haste. I appreciate that. Now, what were you saying? Uh, breaking Branch? Uh, uh, breaking with a B. It's it's it's. Some people use the the hidden J, but it's actually a B. Okay. Um, were you elaborating, or was that it? N no, no, no. I just want to make sure you had the spelling right when you reported it up the chain to the other. Uh, yes. Super of kind individuals like yourself. Of course. No. Um. That is great. And uh, he just goes, and he kind of just like. He kind of grabs the uh, the the dwarf by the scruff of the the shirt and kind of shoves him over uh, shoves him over your way, probably a little bit harder than he needed to. And uh, the dwarf kind of stumbles and kind of falls onto his knees. And he goes, "He's your problem now." And they continue down the road. 
do they keep yeah, walking just... towards Tintown or do they turn back towards Whitport and we're all walking the same direction? No, no, no. They're walking. They're, they're still walking towards, uh, they're still walking towards Tintown. I'm going to do that awkward like goodbye and just keep going. <laughs> like goodbye and then walk next. Well, we yeah. have the horse. No. We would just leave him in our... We have a donkey. Probably not that fast. Yeah, yeah that's fair. No, they still walk down that way, but that, oh, uh, that road le- uh, leads a bunch of different places. So they may not be going to Tintown anymore. So I walk over to the... Uh, the dwarf they just like kind of threw into the ground i kind of pick him up and i i dust him off a little bit and uh i'm like uh you look a a little worse for wear we might be able to help you out with that and then like as i'm kind of like helping him get up into the cart i look over to cosmo and rangram like is that what i look like because that guy was an asshole um is that the general vibe my people give off because that just seems not right well Um, that guy didn't smell as good Ah, oh, thank you, man. And he just gets in the cart and like accepts it. Um, so to give it like I know that we're running kind of uh short on time here. So, but I, I do want to get I want to I do want to get to a certain point. So we may might run a little bit long, but um, not too long if uh if that's, that's okay. Um, the uh so the dwarf is uh like I said beaten to absolute shit. Um, not in the place where he's like dangerous on health or anything of that sort, but um, just like red like red long like kind of flowing hair and uh that's very much a mess at this point and uh like a red beard that's like down into four different pretty thick stout beard lengths that are seem to be bound with metal um and their mouth is still bound at this point um but they uh they're just kind of like looking at you all in like surprise like that like how the fuck did that work kind of thing and is like kind of starting to laugh underneath his uh through his like mouth covering well, guys, I don't know why you got us into this odd circumstance of having a now prisoner. Is he in irons? He's in irons, and uh, you did not have the key, as far as you know. That's fine. I don't. We always around it. I don't want this. The I would rather him stay in it at this point. I figured we could. Uh save ourselves a trip he just look look at those puppy dog eyes he just looks so he looks so fragile well i appreciate the uh compassion showing to i'm trying to take a a a page from your book i'm trying to learn that you know kindness is reciprocated with gold well isn't that right no you you was use way off you way way off diamonds no no can, are we are oh, we moving okay. yet? Why Even isn't this cart moving? Are yet? you moving? Yeah, are you guys? Let's, are you guys let's, moving? Let's carry on. Yeah, the okay, cart's so you... moving while we're having okay. this whole. Okay. Should we just so... kill him? Is that no, what you're no. Uh... The dwarf is like. Cosmo, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta help me. I'm not very good at this good thing. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I need Shaking to... his head like absolutely like, don't do that. Don't kill me. Don't do that. We keep on to Whitport. Keep okay. on keeping on. Uh, after probably about uh, probably about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, uh, you see that Whitport is uh, coming up and is going to be you're going to be entering the essentially the front of the town pretty quickly. Uh, do we see anybody greeting us in town? I would say uh, it would be great to Cedric's. Yeah. So uh, nope. I mean, you you don't see anyone at like uh, kind of meeting you um, at the town, uh, like at the town gates, like Cedric did originally. Um, but as your I guess actually by the time you're getting here, it would have been 
but I guess it would be noonish um, around well, that time. So um, things are definitely uh, things are definitely bustling, and um, as you're as you're passing through the town, which is like this, it's a pretty small but like quaint fishing village um, that's you know seems to be mostly populated by uh, fishermen who are kind of traveling and will be it's seasonal very much and so as you're passing through uh you actually see and we'll keep this we'll keep this brief for brevity's sake um but you actually see the you're passing through actually bobby do you have the whitport map you can pop up that way oh yeah yeah facing uh the brand new whitport map whitport um, yeah, so you can see uh, you're passing by, but uh, on the left-hand side of the town, and you're passing into it, and you're passing by location four, which is the market or where you initially encountered uh, the kind of the butcher shop. And so as you're passing through that, you actually see what looks like James is standing behind the uh, the where you originally ran to Joseph uh, in his butcher shop. And you can see that James is sitting behind there and looks very surprised to see you all pass by and doesn't really say anything. It's just like, as you all pass by on the cart. Um, we wave, and, we wave. Hello, James. <laughs> um, and so you pass, you continue to pass through the town and- you, What, cat's got your tongue? <laughs> Hello, hi. What? And you're like still going. He's like, keep going. What, are you, what are you doing here? And like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> Don't kill anyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, rain, so you rain. pass through the town and you're able to uh, make your way over to um, you're able to make your way over to Cedric's uh, quickly and without really encountering anyone else. Um, and so, like as you're kind of setting the cart up just out in front of Cedric's house on his little island house uh, over on location seven on the map, but just kind of separated from a little bit from the town, uh, you see Cedric sitting on the porch. Uh, as we're approaching him, or as we kind of bring it to a halt, I is there a porching him? A porching him. I I double down on the knots uh, on our shackled friend. Say, uh, okay, they're I, irons, aren't they? Or yeah, they're irons. irons on his feet and his hands. I take a a rope and just really bound him to the cart and say, okay, don't you go anywhere. And I'm, you can't go anywhere. Ah, it's okay. And I start walking over to don't, Cedric. Don't... Cedric, how the hell are you? Yeah, I would just say. Uh... Don't make me uh, reconsider the killing option. Um, I'll roll for intimidation <laughs> on that. Yeah, his eyes, his eyes go. Yeah, roll for intimidation on that. It's a nineteen. <laughs> he just pisses himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, his eyes just kind of go wide. I mean, it's kind of hard to intimidate a dwarf, but he just kind of like he knows you're serious and just kind of nods like solemnly, like I get it. He's not afraid, but he's oh. he's like. I, oh, I trust I'm, that you'll kill me. I'm sorry. I didn't have as much of a plus to that. It is, it's only a 16. But, okay. They're a little bit less intimidated. They're okay. like, they're like, oh, he might do it. I just, I happened to tab over and I was like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> so um, are, we, are we at uh, Cedric's house? Did we bring the cart down the that, mm -hmm. like, yep. bridge and everything? Yep, exactly. Same place you parked it before, uh, just in front of his house. Okay, so I would... Rangrim is going to hop off the cart and like look at the dwarf just and I'm going to stand in the open doorway of Cedric's keeping an eye on the I don't know if we're gentleman. going in yet he's on the porch yeah. oh he's on the porch okay Yeah. Uh, I mean 
come come on in. I I I I have I have I I I have so much. I I found I did find something, and he so he kind of like is just like hops down from his 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 seat on the porch and where he was like carving this little like wooden figure and kind of sets it down. It's like halfway carved. You can't really tell what it is right now, um, but he uh, he hops down and just kind of like goes inside and is holding the door for you. Well, follow him Rangrim, since you have acquired this uh, addition to our group, you get to be the one to watch him. I actually Indeed. need, I, I actually, if any of you all could actually, I, this is going to particularly pertain to Rangrim. I, I need to ask him a question. Well, then I'll stay. Well, boys, you, you want to watch this? Um, Me do we know his name? What's I'm your not going to take your cart. Why are you being so weird? Don't worry about no. it, Cedric. It's no one's going to take your it? cart. We got it. There's a guy on it and um, he's totally well, in upstairs. Bring him in. Well, Invite him in. I mean, we have tea in here. We have so well, much stuff. Cedric, Cedric. Uh, well, we're going to see if he wants tea. And we... <laughs> Rangram's going to bring him off the cart. <laughs> in shackles. In shackles. On the rope. Uh, yep. So Cedric's eyes just kind of go wide and doesn't say anything as you care, as you kind of bodily carry this this other dwarf that's shackled into his house. Don't right say. Threshold. Ced- Cedric, don't say I didn't offer to stay outside. He did say that. I, I don't even. Don't ask. I, it's better off. This I, is Jeff. I'm not asking any questions. Okay, listen, listen. And he's like, he, he kind of like, he kind of shuts the door, uh, shuts the door behind you, and uh, Cedric, goes and. Cedric, before you dive into anything, uh, we need to. This is we have prying ears in the room now. Thank you, Rangrin. He said, he said no one's going to stay in the car. I wasn't worried about the car, but I mean, Cologne's just out there. Well, Sad. The, but that's fine. <laughs> I get to bring a little bit of Cologne with me, so don't worry. But, oh, uh, my God. uh, just I'll sit with him here. You guys go into the other room, have your discussion. And then I'll catch up with it later. Please. Okay. Um. So you're taking the the taking the dwarf back outside? No, I'm gonna. I'll sit on the. I'll let him sit down, and we'll just sit in the room. Okay. So the the four of you are in that room then. No, no, no. Just just me and the prison stay in the front room, and. Okay. So you're yeah. So he's he's like okay. I guess um. I, Follow me back to the to the library then. Um, and so he brings you back into another room that is absolutely just like floor to ceiling fucking books. It is like it is it's like the perfect like just think of the the scene from Beauty and the Beast when Belle goes into that room and it's just like that nice every, it's really darkly lit but everything's like very nicely and it feels very cozy in there but literally books disappearing up to the ceilings uh, of this place. And Glenn, uh, he Glenn pops a knowledge boner. <laughs> He um he goes over and, and and kind of he has this this book that's sitting on this table next to this like probably adorable plush chair that's like halfling sized um and there's there's like two there's like two different chairs that are sitting kind of in another nook and he uh, pulls it out and he kind of blows the dust off in front of it and he just goes all right I 
I don't know whether or not I found what your symbol is, but I found something like it. And he's showing you these like other, these, he like opens this page to this book and he's flipping through it and he's showing you these other symbols that are, are like, they're not the same, but they're, there's like one that has no eyes, but it's, it has no eye in the middle, but it has like kind of the same shape. And then there's one that's the same, has the eye, but it's instead of there just being like the symbol down like this, it's also they're up like this. And so it's this, it's, they're like different versions of the same thing, but they're all kind of tied in a, in a way. This, these are, these are so old. They're, these have aberration origins. They likely originated in the far realms millennia ago uh, time is kind of weird in the far realms and it's separated from uh, i don't know if you how much you know about the far realms in the way that it's the, it's this plane of madness that they say is in the far off reaches of the planar verse away from ours i just they're thousands of years old uh, these are these are things that we've discovered in rangrim how much do you know about Mind Flayers? And that is where we're going to end the episode tonight. Oh. Well, there we have, have to it. kill you. I'm sorry.